Sometimes I look back on my life and I'm like, huh, interesting that at that season and that moment of life, that's what I felt called to do. Interesting. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a licensed mental health therapist, online anxiety coach, and I have depression and anxiety. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. Are you ready? Let's do this. I used to cringe. I would look at my daily time hop and reflect back over the years on Facebook and see where I was at in that season of life. And it used to make me so uncomfortable. I was like, girl, what were you thinking? Why were you saying those things and doing those things? And oh, right. Just uncomfortable because it's like so different from who I am now. And so it feels like a lifetime ago. And now when I see those things, I think it's really beautiful. I'm not going to get all sappy, so don't worry. But I look at how I used to live my life. And now where I'm at, I see so much growth and evolution, changes, right? Improvement. And not in a before and after type way improvement, in a beautifully healed type improvement, aware. My self-awareness has grown exponentially, even over the past two to three years. And so when I see things from five years ago that I was posting and what I thought was important then versus what I value now, it's really incredible. I've been feeling called to speak about empathy a lot lately. Empathy toward others, empathy toward ourselves. Because in my heart, I feel empathy changes lives. When I stopped criticizing myself and trying to be something different and instead had empathy for the experiences I have endured and the healing work that I needed to put in, my life changed forever. I stopped viewing myself as this project to forever be worked on and started seeing my growth as a journey, a lifelong journey. I never intend on getting to a stopping point in my healing. And I think it's so funny because what I thought healing had to look like versus what it actually is in, my, in, in practice in my life are so different. I thought healing needed to look like everybody else's. I thought it needed to be daily journaling, more self-care. I thought it was rigid. And I finally found flow in my growth and evolution where I allow myself to have different seasons of life. Seasons of life where I wake up at 5 a.m. and move my body first thing. 
seasons of life where moving my body goes on the back burner and maybe comes out in spending more time outside playing in the yard or in gardening or in blasting jams and cleaning the house where it's less structured. Seasons of life where I'm really honed in on my nutrition and fueling my body. Seasons of life where I haven't meal prepped in weeks and that's okay and I'm just winging it. Seasons of life where I'm spending a lot of time with family and friends and seasons of life where I spend more time in deep reflection and solitude. When I had this picture in mind of what my healing was supposed to look like, I wake up at 5 a.m. I wouldn't look at my phone. I wouldn't check my notifications until after I you know, did my daily journal prompt and I drank my pre-workout and I moved my body. Then I made a nutritious breakfast and then I would get on my phone and check in with my clients and plan out my day and start things from there. And then in the evenings, I would make sure to spend more time reading novels or personal development and taking hot baths rather than binging Netflix on the couch. When I had this feeling that I had to be really rigid with my healing, I became resistant. Healing started to feel like a chore rather than something I get to do. And it fueled my all or nothing thinking because if I didn't wake up at my first five o'clock alarm and immediately go into that morning routine, I felt like a failure the rest of the day. The negative self-talk would start to creep in. Don't you care? Don't you care about healing? You were the one who set this intention and this goal. Why can't you follow through on it? Are you self-sabotaging? Do you not want to heal? Do you want to live like this forever? And that rigidity fueled those kinds of thoughts. Because it said, if you don't do A, B, and C, you are not enough. So I'm happy, I'm, I'm beyond, I'm ecstatic to be in the season of life that can only be defined by flow, where I listen intuitively to what my body needs, what it's telling me, and what it's asking for in return. The part of ourselves that we've closed off, that we stopped listening to, that we shut down because of our traumas, we adapted unhelpful behaviors and thought patterns based on the experiences that we've had throughout our entire life and we've forgotten how to listen how to quiet everything around us and just say what do i need what is my body my mind my soul asking for me today and i know this sounds a little woo woo right a little out there if you're not into thinking intuitively, right? Intuitive eating and intuitive movement and, you know, law of attraction and manifestation and, you know, all of those things. If you're not interested in that and intrigued by it, there's probably some resistance there because it feels foreign and a little bit scary since you're not used to it. And tuning inward is like the last thing we want to do when we have spent our entire lives being fueled by distractions, 
we surround ourselves with so many distractions so we don't have to look inward. So we don't have to have those tough conversations of what do I need? And we can just stay on autopilot in zombie mode, going through the motions, doing what needs to be done rather than doing what we need. And so it's this really beautiful space of flow and intuition and rediscovering my voice. I have a really great girlfriend and she'll probably hear this podcast and message me because she knows it's her. Uh, But every month or so, I would say, maybe every six weeks, she'll, you know, we're always chatting, but she'll intentionally message me on Instagram and say, have you sought a new therapist yet? Because if you go way back, you remember in September of 2020, I was diagnosed with depression for the first time in my life. And I worked with a therapist for a few months and it wasn't a good fit. And so I moved away from her. I fired that therapist and decided to seek a new direction. And in my flow and where I'm at in this season of life, I have not been called to find a new therapist. I'm very content right now with my growth and my healing processes on my own. And so I've been sharing that with her as she's holding me accountable as, you know, I had shared this entire process on social media. And so she checks in and says, did you find a new therapist yet? Are you seeking one out? And I tell her every check-in, no, you know, I'm in this really good season of life. I so appreciate the accountability and you checking in. It's not my priority right now. And when I say that, I don't mean that my healing has moved to a back burner. I mean where I'm at with my relationships and some of the things I was working through, I feel good. I'm super content with the boundaries I've been able to set and maintain. And the relationship piece that I was working on in therapy before I fired my therapist, those things have greatly improved since then. Not to mention, I have not slipped back into a depressive episode Being in this state of intuition and knowing what we need and honoring that is fucking powerful. It is so liberating. I don't think I've ever felt this empowered in my entire life. To sit at home on a Sunday afternoon or the middle of a workday and say, I'm tired. I'm going to rest. Whether that's closing my eyes on the couch for 15 minutes or taking that power nap, right? For an hour. Whether that's disconnecting and unplugging from my phone or asking everyone in my online safe space community to honor my time and energy by allowing me to step away shortly, briefly, right? Whatever that's looked like, it's been incredible, I no longer feel like my mental health nor my emotions run my life. I feel in control and not in the control freak type way that I was living before where everything had to be just so and I had to be in charge and but rather living with spontaneity, trying new things. It's coming out in the little things that I didn't notice were an issue before or were causing me resistance before, like 
going to a restaurant, a new restaurant I've never been to in downtown Minneapolis with my husband and not looking at the menu ahead of time and not looking at where the parking ramp is going to be, but rather driving to our destination and figuring it out when we get there. That is spontaneity for me. That feels like flow. That feels like radical acceptance, allowing it to be whatever it is rather than the constant preparation and need to be in control. It has been fan-fucking-tastic. My life feels like mine again. And so as I'm sitting here thinking about wrapping up this episode, I'm like, Jacqueline, what, what were we bringing here? Like, what was our goal with this? And it was a permission slip. This episode is me granting you a permission slip to step into the flow, to move away from resistance and rigidity and toward the flow of healing, growth, and evolution, to trust the process, to reflect on how far you've come while being eager and excited for what's in the future. This is the definition of safe space for me. To be able to hold conversations like this, where we're just hanging out, where I feel like although it's a rainy day and I'm sitting on my living room couch, I feel like we are curled up under the sh- a shared blanket in a coffee shop chatting like old friends oh that's what safe space means to me and I hope you feel that energy too that is what I am longing for right now and I hope it's coming through I love you guys so much and I want this same type of healing and growth for all of you because we deserve it. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me today and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.